2: All right, Boomer and Geo, coming to you live. The Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network, wherever you are on the free Odyssey app as well. Giants-Vikings Wild Card weekend. I have talked to you all week about how I believe the Giants are going to beat my favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings, because of the way I've talked about the Giants since the beginning of the year. Said that they stink, said that Daniel Jones is not going to come back, Saquon's not going to come back, this team might win four games again. Dave Gettleman set them back five ten years all these things that i said over the course of the season and then of course these two meet in the playoffs so it would be my nightmare and it is my nightmare that this is going on if the giants go in there and win um so no one's been able to get me out of this funk so, so it's I kind of been
3: our nightmare
2: <laughs> it has, <laughs> has become our nightmare i've dragged you into this um so no one's been able to get me out of this funk and i said if there's one guy who could It is Paul Allen, their play-by-play man and also of KFAN out in Minneapolis. He does the show 9 to Noon out there. He's been calling games forever. I've been listening to him. I even caught a T-shirt, as I said, (laughs) back in the year 2000 when he was broadcasting uh, on location at Mankato State University. It is now Minnesota State, and he was throwing T-shirts out while doing the show PA and Dubay, and I was just an 18-year-old fan of the Vikings and a fan of his show. So that's how long I've known about Paul Allen. This is the first time I've had him on the air. So, Paul, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Gio, what's going
4: on? Boomer, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. You know,
3: Paul, it is so great to talk to you again. I have to tell you, you got to talk him off the ledge. I mean, it's been a long, emotional week for him. He's been up and down. He's basically given up on his Minnesota Vikings. He came in here on Monday morning, and he said, Look, man, there's no way the Vikings are going to win this game. So can you please tell me and tell him how this could possibly be different than the way he's feeling?
4: Yeah, and and now that I've heard it, and I know it's real. I mean, our our mutual friend Robbie Rosenhaus, who you know works with us in the uh, the iHeart family here in in the cornfields, you know, he came to me yesterday or a couple of days ago, and he just told me how apoplectic Gio was, and you know, I didn't realize how deeply rooted a you were in Vikings fandom, but b how far down the road you had gone on knocking the day bowl program without exactly knowing what the new coach could do and, and pull out of the quarterback who can run. So yeah, uh, with all due respect, that might have been a little short sighted. Um, the, well, the fact that we're at home, um, I really think is going to help. Uh, the fact that, uh, the left guard, Nick Gates, tongue-in-cheek you know but um everybody's looking including fans for the uh proverbial or metaphorical chip on their shoulders you know was like hey i thought it was a little snoozy in there man it just wasn't as loud as i thought it would be well it uh that that hasn't caught fire here but i think it will over the weekend and uh, the crowd will be incredibly loud and uh let me see i mean we got more wins than them we beat them we were up 10-0 uh, we were set to blow them out, but in patented Vikings fashion, everything got wonky and everything got close and everything got goofy. And, uh, when Hodgins scored the touchdown and then Gano hit like 15 kicks in a row, the uh, game was on. <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, I'll tell you this, you know, and I'm not exactly sure how this weekend's going to go because Vikings football this year has been so unexplainable. Uh, but it I don't care who the adversary is, man, if it's a one score game in the fourth quarter, uh, pity the adversary because we don't lose those games.
3: Yeah, which and is amazing.
4: That, well, that Kevin is... O'Connell and this staff oh. somehow have instilled the 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 fearless. Uh, the, this team has the fearless gene, and you know it's not like you wake up one morning and go, "Hey, I'm not going to be scared." <laughs> it, it, they just they handle pressure with boys. Now, on the other side of it, when we lose, we get killed. Yeah. So obviously, something you know that that could be the in between there would probably be preferred but um you know i don't i don't expect a victory this weekend but but i felt the uh the vikings are better than the giants every step of the way and we'll see what happens
3: you know the great paul allen joining us right now play-by-play man for the minnesota vikings uh you know listen, so you have a lot of incredible games that you have called in in your lifetime as the play-by-play man for the vikings i'm just wondering minnesota miracle minneapolis miracle all this or this game in buffalo that just mm. was an incredible ending, and the fact that they came out of there with a win—I I don't know that I, I've never seen anything like that. All right.
4: Well, Boomer, how about '09? Um, you know, Favre, we, we, we run up 525 yards against the anti-Vike, uh, everything that is New Orleans Saints football, yeah. and um, and we give the ball away five times, and you know we're going to go to Miami, man. We got—I mean—everything we dreamed of. We have Brett Favre, <laughs> the ball, and like a minute and a half to go to win the game. And then he throws it to Tracy Porter, and, and Hartley finishes a. a oh man, even that the was... play-by-play guy got
3: to go <laughs> negative. I'm, I'm looking for the positive. ball.
4: I mean, come well, on. that was unbelievable. Okay, well, we can get positive. I mean, how 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 did how did all the geos in the world feel when we inexplicably were down 33-0 at halftime to yeah. the Indianapolis Colts? And sadly, you know, we 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 were down 33-0, but made NFL history coming back and putting a fat L on them. So, like I said, this has been the craziest season of all the 21 that I've called. And, and the games haven't exactly gone really uh, except for this last Chicago game where, I mean, uh, the Bears didn't use Justin and used a bunch of backups and, and we smoked them and that's how it was supposed to go. So the, the quarterback uh, has had his newest, best season of his career for my taste. Uh, Justin has like nearly 1900 yards. So, Kirk put him on really good games. The tight end um, set records when uh, when we beat the Giants on Christmas Eve. You know, the kickers up and down, uh, but at one point he hit 28 in a row. Then he started missing some extra points, but he walked off from 61 in that game. You know, it's just uh, the, the complimentary nature of this football team has been amazing all year, and it should be again Sunday.
2: So this is going to be both negative and positive. I know you weren't calling the games in 98 for that NFC Championship game. But, of course, you were out there and you were a fan. You were covering the team. You were doing radio. Um, But that, to me, is my my worst loss ever in all the the teams I root for. It'll never get worse than that. I can't even watch that missing rings NFL films Um, thing on that team. I can't do it to this day. I'm 40 years old. I was 18 when that happened. I can't do it. Uh, so that's the worst one. I think the best win was the Minneapolis miracle. That was absolutely incredible. And the fact it was a saint who I couldn't stand, too, was also great. Uh, what would be your worst moment in Viking history in your lifetime and your, be- and your best one?
4: Well, I mean, just uh, the, with the intro when you brought me in and um, just the way you've laid some things out. You know, perhaps the show needs to be called "Boomer and the Macab," <laughs> because it, it, this is the macab yeah. from the juggernaut. I mean, we're talking radio immortality here, WFAN. Yeah. Um, so, therefore, you're you're spreading the macabre to a lot of mm-hmm. Billies and Johnnies and Christies and Susies, and I'm beginning to figure out why society is turning the way it is. We digress. <laughs> so, so negative. So negative. 2009,
0: yeah.
4: that NFC title game is. You know, people will be like, you know. What's your, what's your favorite game that you've called or favorite play or whatever? And, and, and there's a difference between favorite and most memorable. Now the Minneapolis miracle. I mean, we're up 17 zero on Drew at halftime and, and it was as loud as I've ever heard U.S. Bank Stadium. Hopefully it's like that Sunday, but then he goes no huddle like 25 in a row and, and he does what HOFs do. I mean, he came back on us. We had a pump block because we had a backup long snapper and you know, now all of a sudden we're going to lose. And, um, and then the rookie safety from Utah blows it, and, and we walk off, but that just sapped every ounce of emotional energy everybody within that building had. And then we got killed by Philly the next week, thus Boomer and the Macabre. So <laughs> the, the, the 2009 piece would probably be the least memorable, or the most memorable, but uh, the one that hurt most. And... Um, you know, this, uh, this one this weekend, man, it's, I've watched that game back and Dexter Lawrence. I mean, he, he's the new Aaron Donald and there's no doubt about it. I mean, as Aaron gets closer to the end, Dexter's unbelievable, but everybody in your listening audience knows that he, he was inches from one of the better games I'd ever seen a defensive player have in my life when, uh, when he played us Christmas Eve. You know, he, he had a sack. I think he had a pass defense. But, um, but I mean, when he went to swiping the ball, man, I mean, he missed, he missed causing fumbles about five times by like five inches. Now, on the other side, it it proves when you, when you go box score chasing and you like look back at our game and you're like, Oh, Zadarius Smith, who the hell is he? Uh, three quarterback hits, no tackles, no sacks, no TFLs, whatever. Well, he was inches from like causing five fumbles. So they got to deal with him and Zadarius just had a week off. Uh, with that Bears game, and he, he's fresh, and his legs are fresh, and his mind is fresh. So with him and Daniil Hunter keeping contain, hopefully, uh, against uh, Daniel Jones, you know, then obviously you got Saquon. I mean, it's going to be a beast of a game. And you know, I was looking at uh, the New York Post this morning, and um, and as somebody put a little graphic in there that was just really, really cool. It's it's like the six three has become the new twelve five in like the NCAA tournament, where I think eight of the last ten sixes have beaten the three, including us in twenty nineteen when we went down to the Bayou and beat the bike. So, I mean. Past performances are not indicative of future results. I think we have the better team over the totality of the game. Um, I think the team speed we have on offense and the utilization of Dalvin Cook in a different way than Christmas Eve, I think that's going to be prevalent. I mean, da- Dalvin ran for 41 yards in the first quarter, and then we went down and scored a touchdown with Hawkinson where everybody on the Giants' defense was flowing right, and Hawkinson leaked left, and he was wide open. Well, on that drive, Dalvin gouged them for just wonderful runs and like 21 yards. But then after that, he had 23 yards the rest of the game. So, you know, I think that needs to be fixed. And um, I think it will be fixed. And I think, uh, you know, once you get those outside linebackers and those safeties and those corners, specifically the nickel, focusing on dalvin the way they're gonna have to he's jj here <laughs> comes jj surging down the middle of the track at belmont and aqueduct or whatever it's called these days <laughs> all right uh, yeah. at least you're smiling and laughing right, I, have.
2: I have and the uh, yeah. last one for me uh garrett bradbury what do you expect from him on sunday
4: well he went full in practice so i mean you know that works better than anybody yeah. if you're up. Uh, if you're limited, well, that means, honestly, if you're limited, you seriously could have walked out to the practice field, stretched, caught a ball, and then walked back, and then you're limited. Uh, when you go full, uh, then that means you've gone full. So uh, I think the key here is the guy who replaced him, or we've been using lately, Chris Jones, he he had never played center in a regular season game and was thrust into action on Sunday Night Football at Lambeau, and funny, we got killed because that's what happens when we lose. But, you know, Garrett is so smart. And opposite Leonard and Dexter, obviously, uh, that that's a tall task. But Garrett's so smart, and, and Martindale's defense is so quirky and, and so clever that it behooves the team to have Garrett, if only for the mental wherewithal to get everybody squared away. Um, and, and then now, now we get to the plays, and we'll see what the push is with that back. And, you know, Cousins, um, uh, Kirk on that first touchdown drive was about as good as I've seen him at any time in his 5 years here in that Giants game and you know I'm looking back at uh, some of uh, some of Boomer's games against the Minnesota Vikings and <laughs> you know 230 passing yards may not may not sound like the most but but when Boomer beat us with the Jets in 1994 he went 22 of 29 for 230 yards, three touchdowns and zero interceptions. That looks like what I expect from Kirk this weekend. 22 of 29, two thirty-three and 0. So uh, we will throw caution to the wind. We will uh, jettison the macabre. That is one half of this uh, morning show on WFAN. And uh, we will just roll the dice. You
3: know, I appreciate you, Paul, bringing up that game as opposed to that Christmas Day game where it's where I think, four interceptions in that game,
4: uh, the old Metrodome. So no, this was share. November 20th. I saw I saw the four interception game, yeah. but but I, did, I didn't want to be the fly in the proverbial ointment. Yeah.
3: I appreciate that. You know, that was also the Randall McDaniel game.
4: Oh, John oh, Randall! John Randall. Randall game. That's That's the game. John Randall game. Oh yes, right. god. They <laughs> right. my god! right. And when it twice. comes to interior pass rush, I mean, we could use somebody about eighty percent of John Randall right yeah. now because, you know, when they when they brings the Darius. Um, and Zadarius is a menacing presence. His sacks have fallen off the last couple of months, but he hurt his knee when we were playing Buffalo, and, and he's such a tough sucker man. I mean, limps off the field, looked like somebody you know shot him from the upper deck, and then all of a sudden, two series later, he's back in doing the best he can. But he, but he comes through the A gap, and and he does everything mugging the A gap. Uh, but then you know when he gets squared away on that, well now he's opposite Thomas or um or Neil if Neil plays. So uh, the Vikings defense has given up a lot of yards this year, but when the rubber has met the road, late in games, they've come through almost every single time.
2: Uh, I just got to tell you one quick story before you go because you're going to laugh. Yep. So it's my first. Oh, I Super- love you, of course. <laughs> so first uh, Super Bowl that we're down in Atlanta. Actually, no, it was the second Super Bowl we worked together. I see John Randall walking around not knowing the history between Boomer and John Randall. John Randall is by far my favorite Minnesota Viking. I have a signed jersey hanging in my house of him. I love the guy. So I say, Al Dukes, our producer, Al, go get John Randall. Go get John Randall, please. I want to interview John Randall. Comes up to the stage. Boomer doesn't even look at him <laughs> he won't talk to him and then the two of them, I'm sitting between Boomer Esaias and my radio partner and my favorite football player of all time and they're <laughs> arguing about how Foge Fazio and who else was the guy?
3: Oh uh, God! The, the did uh, John Terling. John Terling yeah. was
2: teaching the yeah. defensive lineman to ruin his career and I'm like, oh my wow. god this did not go the way I wanted it to go. And then at the wow. end of the interview Boomer didn't even shake his hand, I
4: went and got him picture it, and he went somewhere else. It was so awkward. That's beautiful. <laughs> and, and with Tear you know, and, and uh, Serafino Foge Fazio, God rest his soul, you know, the way you told that story, man, it, it reminds me of 09 and Bounty Gate, yeah. and the way that whole thing developed, so... You know, it, it, without social media and the way things develop today, it seems like there was a little bounty gate before bounty gate was bounty gate, if you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for all the great moments you provided and the smiles on my face and you inspire, inspired me back in the day Dio. with PA and Dubé and all that stuff. So, thank Dio. you. Yeah.
4: Deep breath. Yeah, We're going to win this weekend. <laughs> all Let's right. go Seattle um, to call yes. the upset against San Francisco, which is highly unlikely, but yeah. Let's go Seattle, but we are going to win this weekend somehow, some way, because your favorite frauds, as we've been called all year, the Minnesota Vikings, have always come through when the fraud, the fraudulent ometer is at the highest, and it is right now because you are of the macabre.
2: (laughs) Uh, Very good, Paul. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.
4: You are the best. Hey, Boomer, I got all your albums, man. See you. All right. We'll see you,
2: Paul. Uh, Paul Allen, play-by-play man for the Minnesota Vikings, also uh, hosts his own radio show on KFAN, 9 to noon uh, Central Time out there. So that's what, I don't even know if I can't do the conversion, but it's 10 o'clock here, I guess. 10 a.m.? Yeah, 10 a.m. here. So he does a a great job. Made me feel a little bit better. And is he not hilarious? Oh, he's great. He's absolutely <laughs> just hilarious. All right. And by the way, that Dexter Lawrence thing that he said, amazing. It's
3: true, but it's also Zedarius Smith as well. And they're going to be jamming it up the A-gap. Jamming up the A-gap, baby. Exactly. Jam it up there.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
2: All right, Bern Gio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry and Moment of the Day and Picks and all that great stuff still to come on the show before we hand it over to Tiki and Tierney, who I'm sure Tiki's going to be all fired up. He's going to be all Giants for four hours, as he should be. it up the A-gap, and then BT will be jamming it up the A-gap. Well, Darius Smith is going to be jamming it up. <laughs> so Darius Smith is
3: going
5: jamming
2: it up the A-gap. I did
5: see Tiki wearing his giant hoodie. Mm. He looks like he is ready to rock. I like that. It's a football Friday. By the way, we use FanDuel, right, for the odds? That's for the, right. Mm-hmm. I'm just pulling them up, obviously. I know the games. Are we doing all six? Yep. All right. So I'll make sure I have the, uh, the football odds all ready gone. to rock coming up next. Well, and you actually, it, no. yeah, do do the five, and then we'll do make a pick for oh, Dallas okay. on Monday. Monday on Monday?
2: Yeah. Um, and then also save the giant one for last. Let's build
5: the suspense. Oh, okay. I'm going to do it 1st Okay. last. Let's save it for last.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Let's see what Youssef says. See what you say. Uh, by the way... You have to pick when we do the picks.
5: Yeah, for
2: Eddie Brown, our picks jockey, mm-hmm. you got to give him your most confident pick because he was asking me. Oh, the weekend. A, for, he doesn't bet yeah, football. Right. Yeah, okay. He was asking me for a pick. I said, "Don't ask me." Yeah, for Yeah, no pick. problem. Got to
3: ask Jerry Recco. He's on a heater. Right. When did
5: this be? When did this heater thing become a thing? By the way.
3: When gambling got even more
5: popular than it was. Because I I even heard Ian use it the other day.
2: Yeah. In a game. Well, I think all those gambling terms that the gamblers used together in the dark corners of society
5: now are all out there for everybody to see. Spectacular! 14 out of 15 you would call a heater for me.
2: Yes, one kind of oh, yes, that's hundred percent, especially a, in the NFL. Okay. Right. So
5: uh make sure we get we gotta give Eddie one pick for the weekend. Fair enough. I can do that. All right. We are brought to you by what are we brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Now I will save the Giants for last in the pig segment, but we'll do them first here because we've got uh, this game Sunday at four forty. It's gonna be on the fan. Looking forward to it. Um here was Saquon Barkley, just happy to get his turn to play some playoff football. Because as a child, it is something that he saw in a different way. I was a
3: Jets fan growing up, so <laughs> not,
5: no, 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 I'm not saying
3: that. Uh, the Biggest ones for me were the two AFC championships back to back when Mark
5: Sanchez did it as a rookie, and then I came back. Doesn't feel that long ago. <laughs> I mean, that was him growing up. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, mean, I guess it was. Yeah, I know. It, yeah, I mean, 2000. What do you say? Seven, eight, nine, whatever, ten. <sighs> Crazy. It's 13, 14 years ago now. Here was uh, Darius Slayton. This Giants receiving core is not probably what everybody envisioned, but they've gotten the job done, and he knows they got to continue to prove themselves. I think there's always a chip on his shoulder. Um, I'm a fifth-round pick. Zay's a sixth-round pick. Richie's a late-round pick, I'm pretty sure. So it's not like we
1: came in this league first top ten pretty girls, you know? So um, we've been, uh, been at it for a minute, but obviously, you know, in order for him to complete a lot of passes... Oh. Somebody's got to catch up.
5: And that's them, and he is Daniel Jones, of course. They just had Paul Allen on. Uh, he is certainly waving the Vikings' pom poms, and rightly so. Here's Kirk Cousins. Any extra pressure? It's the playoff game. Win in advance, lose, and go home.
2: I don't know that I think about those things. I, I'm just focused on, you know, the X's and O's, studying. You know, knowing the plan and being able to execute the plan and the other stuff doesn't really, uh, really where my mind goes.
5: And you had said uh, earlier if they win that maybe God would help them in this yeah. case because he's very religiously great. Do you think, seriously, do you think he's ever gone home and prayed and said, why not meet yet God? For a Super Bowl? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Or maybe or it's I, just bad losses or when a season ends and he's not the last man standing, which he hasn't been yet. Why can't I win a primetime yeah. game, God? Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, I take issue with that, too, because the the Colts game was a standalone. No, not not primetime, but that was a standalone game. Yeah. Sure. It was. So it was the Patriots'
2: uh, win on Thanksgiving. That also that was too. a night game standalone game. That's so right. he's changed that narrative a little bit, but... Maybe he does. I don't know. But if God loves anybody in this game more than the rest, it's got to be Kirk Cousins, right? Has to be. Not necessarily. Has to be. Doesn't it? Maybe Daniel Jones is church going God loves us all equally. I don't know. That's not what I hear. Oh, really? I hear he's got his favorites. <laughs> I mean, in Kirk Cousins, he's definitely, he's the most devoted. That's for sure. You're Wait, reaching now. And where does he go with his kids, win or lose, afterwards? <laughs> the pepperoni grill. <laughs> yes, that's right. The pepperoni I grill. I couldn't believe that. It's it's you can
3: buy the pepperoni yeah. grill.
2: Oh, know, in the offseason. Now that I've got more time in the offseason, <laughs> here I am with the pepperoni grill <laughs> <laughs> holding up a slice. It's actually almost unfollowed on the dead point.
5: Oh, man. Seattle-San <laughs> Francisco to kick off Super Wildsguard weekend in what should be a very wet and soggy Santa Clara um, beyond that, just talking about the game and where they're going, here's Geno Smith. You know what? The experts may not have thought we could do this, but we certainly did, meaning the Seahawks and everyone in the locker room. I
3: would say it's not a fairy tale. I think uh, it's very much reality, and I think uh, where we are as a team is that, um, you know, we've been working hard, man. We, uh, you know, we, we put a lot of good stuff on tape as a team. I think we've came a long way since the beginning of the season, since training camp and OTAs.
5: It's a long time.
4: <laughs> Geno
5: Year did he did he beat Russell Wilson's franchise record for passing yards? He did, yeah. In the playoffs, it's amazing. Thirty touchdown passes. Oh, it's, it's a, serious a great season. Had a gra- absolutely great season.
3: What about him back here? No way. I, I don't think I don't think he'd want to come back. Why would he want to leave Seattle? Well, what if the Jets offer him forty million dollars a year? What's well, the, his contract stand? I guys think guys he's a free agent. A free agent. That, that's unrealistic. That's not Why? If I were Geno, I'd stay right there with uh, Pete Carroll and, you know, play another three years there. and Money talks. And make $100 million.
5: Oh, well, if you think the Seahawks are going to give him all that, that's a different story. I mean,
3: he he outplayed. I, listen, first of all, they got rid of Russell Wilson. And they said, okay, this is going to be Gino. We're going into the season with Gino. He deserves it. Remember when he was here with the Giants? They played him. Because they felt like he deserved to play on the field. That was Ben McAdoo.
2: I remember that. Yes, very well.
3: Now that doesn't look so stupid after all, does it? Um, no, well, it did at the time. I gotta yeah. be honest. Maybe sure. at the end of the season it did because of what happened and because Eli said, "Hey, if you're gonna bench me, you know, bench me. Don't play me just to start me so I can keep my streak going. I don't want that." that yeah. whole thing was attached to that i mean
2: if his name wasn't geno smith and there wasn't the history there and this guy just went out there and put that season together it'd be a no-brainer that you'd sign him to a long-term contract
3: no I, brainer i think that uh, seattle should keep him i think he should want to stay there and if they draft a kid they draft a kid but they don't have to play that kid right away because they have geno smith on the team
5: look at jordan love
3: True <laughs> hasn't played yet in four years Right? One game, maybe? Not about it? That's right. Well, Malik Willis is going to sit for a while now, and Trey Lance is going to sit. A lot of these guys are going to sit. And, you know, Zach Wilson's going to sit. Because the Jets are not going into next season with Zach Wilson as their starter. I don't care what the hell he
5: does this offseason. Chargers-Jaguars on Saturday night. Here's Justin Herbert. Don't need to do more just because it's the playoffs. If there was extra fire
4: in my, in my belly this week, it would imply that I, I didn't have enough uh, during the regular season. So I think we're treating it like another game because we give our our best
5: effort week in and week out and um you know, this is just another great opportunity to go play football in this Okay. Well, we'll see if they can win in Jacksonville against Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars and Doug Peterson, who, as we know, won the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Uh, I wanted to play one thing, if I could find it quickly. Just Jalen Hurts. So, here he is. He's obviously has the bye week with the Eagles. Uh, here he was and where he stands physically.
3: Yeah, I'm feeling better. Um, it's a day-by-day thing. Just taking it day-by-day. Um, I think the whole world knows that I'm dealing with something. dealing with been dealing with, death, dealing with something. Um, and I think the whole point of that game was coming back and getting done what we need to get done and obviously having this time to rest, so here it is.
5: So the bye week obviously doing him a lot of good. They won't have to play until next weekend. Um, one other thing of, no, well, two things. Number one, if the Chiefs and Bills do play in the championship game, it'll be in Atlanta. We discussed that earlier. And I also just saw this. If you mentioned it earlier, I apologize. So Peyton Hillis said to be doing better off good. the ventilator yeah. because things were looking pretty bleak there for a while. Um, and he's not in the clear, but at least he is moving in the right direction. Yeah, I saw a couple days ago. That's great that that's a positive report because a couple days ago
2: it was a real negative report about his condition. Yeah. So that's that's great to hear. No doubt about it. All
5: right, basketball last night. The Nets lost to the Celtics 109-98. Boston held Brooklyn to 16 points in the fourth. Um, you had Ben Simmons had 13 assists in this game, but he was 0 for three. He was scoreless. The guys on TNT, Charles Barkley specifically, cannot believe that that actually was his stat line, meaning the points zero. He did have a streak of like six straight double digit mm-hmm. games about a month ago, but now.
3: Well, he, but but you know, Reggie said it during the game. His numbers should go up without Kevin Durant. He's the second best player on the team. You no, know, he
5: cannot score. That's hard to do Ernie. No, apparently it's not because <laughs> especially when you're sixth didn't score. He only doesn't shoot the ball though. I and mean, which is fine. Ten. which is fine when when Kevin Durant's there. He over 3. So, I and mean, he almost had a double double with rebounds and assists. He does he does everything else very well. That is what he is. So anyhow, that was that with the Nets. Uh, so they're 27 and 14. You got the Celtics 31 and 12, three up now on Brooklyn for the top spot in the East. Mavericks beat the Lakers in double overtime 119, 115, despite the fact that the officials were certainly not calling it Dallas's way. Luka Doncic, 35, 14 and 13 for the triple double. Mark Cuban posting on Twitter, basically how disrespected Doncic is. And he agreed with someone that was killing the officiating in this game. So Doncic was asked, uh, his thoughts on Cuban defending him and saying what he said on Twitter.
3: Uh, yeah, shit. I don't have Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what, you didn't see it, but he just told you what he tweeted. What do you think it
5: was the tweet? I uh, don't know. I have no comments to that. I don't want to get fined. <laughs> there you go. Wouldn't go anywhere near it. So, very smart player. Uh, to stay away from the subject, the Knicks are in Washington tonight, and your Rangers, Boomer. This is one hell of a win as they were trailing one nothing late until. A round
4: of <laughs> to Panera, eight seconds. That block.
5: And that was uh, Sam Rosen on We're all going to get moist. I mean, yes, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you okay. know why?
3: Because uh, Adam Fox made the key play. Jamie Benn had the puck around mid-ice oh. and had an open net, and Adam Fox blocked it.
5: Not bad. They kept it uh, where it was, and then it was Fox with the game-winner. 2-1, the Rangers win. Miller giving a lot of credit to his moms who uh, gave him the added inspiration that he needed the morning of the game. Yeah, my mom texted me today. And, um, she was giving me uh, a lot of uh, a lot of, uh, motivation. And, uh, so yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty easy. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Mompire yelling at him, go score the puck, let's go, let's go. And so he does, they win 24 saves, Igor Shosturkin, and uh, the Islanders uh, lose yet again. That's four in a row and five of six. Anders Lee, your thoughts?
3: Well, it's never good at any point, um, but we're going to have
5: to learn from that. face the adversity, figure it out and uh, find a way with 39 games left. No, well, they're facing that adversity for sure right now. Minnesota scored all three in the third as they wiped away a one nothing deficit. Sam Steele, the go-ahead goal. Tonight you've got the Devils and Anaheim at late start right around 10 o'clock. All right, time now for Moment of the Day, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. No! Uh, last hour we played a clip, an odd take, from Colin Cowherd, who sounds like he thought Brian Dable's future... Might have been in jeopardy, jeopardy, if not for making the playoffs. I'm gonna play this for you. It's 20 seconds. I think He's talking about Brian Dable. <laughs> You'd say it's pretty secure, right? Well, yeah, but it's his first year. He just, I mean, he's gonna be the coach of the year. Okay, this was, I think, yesterday because Marco put it in overnight.
4: So the Giants do not, they look at themselves as organizationally strong, historically relevant, traditional-laden. They don't want to just be banging around and moving around. So I think they've made a decision upstairs. They've told Brian Dable, we're not getting rid of you. I think Dable getting into the playoffs secures two more years in the contract for Brian. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I wonder what Spike would say to him.
2: <laughs> Holy <laughs> hell. I want to talk about not paying attention.
4: That's your error. error?
2: <laughs> there you go, guys. Moment of the day. All right. Great, Jerry.
4: T-Mobile
3: has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
5: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
3: Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time
2: Geo Friday. Football picks are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, the official sportsbook of WFAN. Jerry is back with us. Yousef is in the house. Jerry Recco, the official champion of 2022. It's not really a playoff champion, but let's have some fun and yeah. see who does well in the playoffs. And it's Wild Card weekend. We're going to pick the five weekend games. We'll save the Monday game for Monday. So here we go, Jerry. Let's
5: hear it. Is it true? I know you were gonna send Yousef to the Super Bowl if he won. There's a rumor out there that you guys were gonna send me to Bimini. No not true. Not true. Not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where you heard that from. Beat <laughs> <Pete> Hoffman. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right we go. One of six. Well, we'll start one of five. Uh game number one, Saturday, what is it, Saturday afternoon? Yeah, where is it here? San Francisco Seattle and San Francisco. The Niners a whopping nine and a half point favorite.
3: I was thinking about this game, and I think the weather is going to play a part in this game. I'm, I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover, and I will take the 49ers to win the game. I'm going to say 27-20, uh, and I'll go with the 49ers. I think that this is going to be a close game for the
2: first half. I think that the Niners, just even in the weather, are going to blow by them in the second half. So it's going to be entertaining. It's not going to be a pure blowout, but... I'm taking the Niners, and that that large number, I think they'll end up covering it in the fourth quarter.
5: Hmm. I'm going to go only because of the weather forecast. I'm going to take Seattle, and I think what will be a closer game than I otherwise would have expected today. All right, Yousef, a
2: lot of weather there up yeah. in, in San Francisco. Now I'm going with, uh, with Jerry. I'm taking the Seahawks. Okay, taking the Seahawks. Yeah. Well, wow, three against one, so you know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Seahawks are
3: going to cover. <laughs> I didn't take it to Seahawks the Seahawks the whole season. The whole season. I, I, I'm going to take
5: them to But Seattle. you're on them now. Yeah. All right, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been with you if it was going to be a nice day, Yeah, but I'm not. Um, game number two, Saturday night, you got the L.A. Chargers. Justin Herbert going into Jacksonville, facing Trevor Lawrence and the A.F.C. South Division champion Jaguars. The Jaguars are getting two and a half
3: points. You know, I'm going to go with the Chargers here on the road. I just think that uh, Justin Herbert is a very is a special, special player, and uh, there are very few people that have ever thrown the ball the way that Justin Herbert throws the football. And he has had a fantastic season, and I think they ride this thing. And, you know, this is the first foray for Trevor Lawrence into this, as it is for Justin. But Justin's a year ahead, and I just think it's Justin's Herbert's time. So I, I think he goes on the road and he wins the game.
2: And you're making me nauseous with that Herbert stuff, just <laughs> like Brandon Staley did. Oh, my God. <laughs> Win something first, will you? Uh,
3: I'm picking
2: the opposite of this. You were the Jaguars guy, were- for one reason and one reason only. Doug Peterson. Coaching. Yeah, Doug Peterson. Over Dumbo Face <laughs> every single time. Give me the Jaguars. And I was going to say I'm uh, taking
5: Doug Peterson over the <laughs> So <laughs> I'm with you specifically because of the coach. I'm taking the uh, the Jaguars and I'm getting two and a half points. I like Jackson. All right, tricky one here, Youssef. I'm taking the Chargers. You're taking the Chargers? Yeah, I like the quarterback.
2: Thing. You do like the quarterback. Yeah. Look at that. You're sucking up the boomer,
5: aren't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no. just a
3: good
2: day. It's just a good feeling. He's <laughs> yeah. just got a good feeling.
5: Okay, all right, very good. He's got the Chargers. All, all right. right, we move to Sunday. Sunday now, the triple header will start with the early game. The Dolphins and Skylar Thompson in Buffalo against Josh Allen and the Bills. Looks like it's going to be 32 degrees and sunny on Sunday. Here's the number. Buffalo minus 13 and a half.
3: Yeah, I'll lay the 13 and a half. Buffalo wins this game 34 to 13. I think it's... There's no way. I mean, just... I'm with Eddie. Eddie is a Dolphins fan. We watched this game last week against the Jets. It was about as ugly as it got offensively, and I just I just don't see how he can keep up with the momentum. And don't be surprised if Demar Hamlin shows up to this game. Yeah, I mean that that happens. That place just
2: I mean it's going to be the loudest stadium ever. Uh, something wacky's going to happen. There's going to be an upset this weekend. This is clearly not the spot. I have to take the Bills here.
5: And you were asking me what would be my lock of the weekend. Yeah. I would take the Bills. Minus 20, if that was the number. I will okay. take Buffalo minus the 13 and a half. Do you have
2: the Bulls, you set oh. to go
3: Miami? Uh, no, no.
2: I'll no. take, <laughs> take, <laughs> <it. laughs> take it. Take Buffalo. You take it, to Buffalo. Yeah. Too much momentum, right? Yeah. Just no, have guessing. you ever
3: been up to Buffalo? Uh, no.
2: Yeah, don't go there. Don't a place. <laughs> Very cold, a lot of yeah. snow. Hey,
3: yeah. by the way, you uh, used to have to know about Eddie Brown, the jockey.
2: Oh, that's right. We got a uh, a new guy who calls up, uh, picks college basketball games. He's a retired jockey, about yeah. five foot three. Yeah, and he said he was coming for you.
3: Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Great.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Eddie,
3: Don't be paranoid, Eddie. Just
2: hang in there. <laughs> yeah, right. Hang in there, Eddie. The paranoid picks jockey. That needs to be his his name. There he is, right there, back <laughs> in like nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, wow. Yeah.
5: <laughs> uh, we'll skip the Giants for a moment. Sunday night, the Baltimore Ravens and some quarterback. Who We'll be playing in Cincinnati against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Another big spread. The Bengals minus nine and a half. Uh, I got the Bengals winning twenty
3: seven to twenty. And you know, I just think that John Harbaugh is a great coach, and you know, he's going to. He's going to be pushing his team the whole way. It's going to be a nasty physical game. I think Baltimore stays within the number, but the Bengals win, and I do believe the Bengals and the Bills will meet next weekend. Yeah, I think this is going to be your wacky, crazy
2: game spot, and I think this is going to get very, very dangerous for the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't have the guts to pick them to lose the game, but the Ravens will cover, and it's going to take a Joe Burrow Pulling it out of his you-know-what fourth-quarter drive to beat a very, very tough Ravens team because they they don't like each other. You know, you throw the records out. Yes, All right. of that garbage. Give right. me the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens can't
5: score, though.
2: Something you wacky's gonna Nixon. happen. Something wacky's gonna happen, man. I'm just, yeah. just, I, I don't it's know how to these games. Night. Clearly, I'm just
5: throwing crap out there. I understand. Right? I, listen, I'm going with the Bengals minus nine and a half. This is another one. I take a it's minus big fourteen. Big numbers for teams within the same division. But, I
3: can understand the Miami situation, but this is a little bit
5: different. If the, if the Bengals won 27-17, they cover. That's a pretty good game. Yeah. Yes, I don't think it's that big a deal. I'll take the Bengals. I go with the, with the, with the Cincinnati. Cincinnati.
3: Yeah, I right,
5: get a little. Close
3: to the mic, there's yeah, people here. Yeah. Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati. Even my, I just
2: met
4: uh, with my boss. You met with your boss? Yeah, big shout out to, to, to Robin. He's a huge fan of uh, Cincinnati and huge fan of uh, nice oh look yeah, at that. Yeah.
2: All right, very good. Uh, he all got right, so me the t shirt, he got you the t shirt. Yeah, I'm, uh, all of a sudden he's paying attention to
3: yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing
2: how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right, very well, good. You celebrity.
3: <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> no, on, he <laughs> called me last, uh, he called me Monday. You gotta go to, to, to Hansel to meet him. Oh, he's good. a nice guy. Yeah, you hopefully know. get oh, a little good. scratch yeah. at this a little bit of
5: a raise,
1: yeah. huh?
5: And then the final game of the day, which we passed over for the moment, we'll do Cowboys-Bucks on Monday, will be the New York Giants in Minnesota, the Vikings minus three.
3: Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings. I did that in my CBS Sports Minute, and I'm going to take them to cover, too, 27-23. I think this will be a great game, and I think Paul Allen hit the nail right on the head. They are tough at home. This game is going to be close. It's going to be tight. I do think that the Giants have the coaching edge for sure. They've had the coaching edge pretty much in every single game this year, by the way. That's one of the reasons why they're there. Um, but I just, like, they're another team. They not score a lot of points. But I, I'm going to take the Vikings 27-23.
5: I'm not. Everybody knows what I'm going to say. So, Jerry. Well, I've been on the Giants all year long going back to August. I've been on the Giants all season with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. It ends here. I actually think the Vikings are where they are because they're battle tested and they win close games. I think this is a good game. I think Minnesota wins this game. I don't care what the number is three, two, four. They win. And I'm going to take Minnesota. I'm taking my pick. Taking you, big. Taking. I've
3: been taking the Vikings the yeah. whole. I mean, I'm, I'm right. Just... And Big Blue as well. You're yeah. So
2: let's go with them. So Both. Yusef, this entire week I've been saying the Giants are going to beat the Vikings because I just feel it. I know it. Right. Well, I have to say.
5: <laughs> <Call my> kings, <laughs> let's win this game. My kings, honor your name. So,
3: that stop, <laughs> oh, and we that so the whole week fight, fight, it's been performance.
2: The, <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings will destroy your New York Giants.
5: Daniel Jones and Sinko oh, are barking my ass! You guys
2: suck! We've <laughs> sucked <laughs> the whole year! we continue to suck! And we're gonna kick your ass! We're
3: gonna kick your ass! Let's go! Let's go! And you guys, every single one of you out there! Carl Banks, Tiki Barber, Sean Perez,
5: all you a-holes! Off yours! Off yours! You make a lot of errors, man. <laughs>
3: Let's
2: go! Let's get this piece of crap out of here. Right now! Get it out
3: of here! Let's go! It's <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I'm actually glad to see it, though. <laughs> I just Oh, my that. God. How did I fixed it for you?
5: Yeah, <laughs> <really good. laughs> oh, God. Jesus. This, this is what you've been building up to all week? Yes! Okay. So are you Screw changing it. your pick? <laughs> Vikings. <laughs> Taking <it. laughs> no. up. You make a lot of errors. <laughs>
0: I'm
2: mad that I broke that. <laughs> no, don't worry. We're facing Gorilla Glow. Yeah, don't worry. Fine, I got it.
3: Because oh, I got to yeah. shove that up Sean Moran's ass yeah. <laughs> next week. <laughs> God. Well, next week's going to be interesting now. <laughs> well, I'm glad I actually came around finally.
1: And I was in, in his office and I saw the blanket just throwing over there and I pulled it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.